Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pavilion Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Martin. You are listening to Is This a Good Time? The show where I put Pavilion members in the hot seat for 15 minutes and we hear their incredible stories. Shows are out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Hit subscribe. Do not miss hearing from our experts. Our guest today is Jess Barr. She is the Senior Director of Growth and Analytics at NS1 out of Chicago, and we talk about Take the Internship in Iowa. Some fun stories from her about how she got to where she is. This month's sponsor is Sendoso. Sendoso, the leading sending platform, is the most effective way for revenue-generating teams to stand out with new ways to engage at strategic points throughout the customer journey. By connecting digital and physical strategies, companies can engage, acquire, and retain customers easier than ever, ever before. All right, let's do this. Episode 77. Is this a good time? All right, I'm so excited to have Jess Barr with me. She is the Senior Director of Growth and Analytics at NS1, which also could be pronounced some other way that I don't really understand. That's fine. Jess, so great to have you on the pod. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, look, all meet no failure. We jump right in. Um, I want to know about this role. Tell us about what you're doing, um, you know, and and then a little bit about how you got there. You you have a pretty incredible kind of resume here. I would love to hear some of the stops along the way. Yeah, I have a weird background, being being honest. It's not traditional. So currently, Senior Director of Growth and Analytics at NS1. What that means is I am responsible for demand revenue generation across the go-to-market side. Also, how do we understand what we're doing? So analytics, reporting, that whole that whole side of it. I like data. We're yeah. friends. I did a master's in it, so it's kind of my my jam. But kind of a, a weird path here. So it, kind of my first like pure marketing job, really. And um, every once in a while, I'll have an intern or someone who will say, you know, I want to do your job. How do I get there? Yeah. I'm like I studied industrial engineering and I started my career redesigning production lines. <laughs> So, so, that is, so that is not that is not the advice to get to, be, <laughs> to be able to get to where you are. Maybe not, but um, I feel like I, I use that in my day to day because really at the core, what I do is I come into B two B tech companies and I help build something that's revenue driving, yeah. and I help that scale. I build a high performing team to run it, and I help it scale as the company scales. Yeah. And at the core, it's building process, building structure, and building repeatability yeah. so that you can you can build something. So. You know, started in that, um, was designing production lines and realized I could do the same kind of stuff on a website where yeah. I'm, I'm building an interface where someone is doing what I want them to do without me telling them what to do. And I could make money at it. Wow. And I'm not in a factory for 12 hours a day. Now, granted, I did have my own bathroom because I was the only woman in the factory. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was nice not to go home and have soot in my nose for the next three days. Yeah. So yeah, jumped in, uh, launched a company in college, went pretty well, ended up selling it because I just recognized that I wasn't quite ready to be running a company yet. Oh, I had a lot of cool. learning to do. So what any in, particular yeah. moment that made you realize that? I think I think a lot of people yeah. I know I talk to a lot of college students that are literally starting their own companies. And most of them probably need to have this realization that they need about five more years of experience before doing it. Like, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm psyched for people's entrepreneurship, but like, come on. Yeah. So I was, uh, it's a great question. So I was working out of a co-working space and I had a couple other friends that I've made who are also working there who had gone through incubators. Yeah. And I was talking about what they're doing, how they're, you know, positioning. Cause like everyone, uh, you know, back it back in those years, it's a lot easier, I think, to, to get into these with any idea you had, everything was disruptive. These were like the pre-Uber days. Right. And 
I was sitting there, I was like, man, you know, I'm looking at their pitch decks, I'm looking at their valuation. And I had built a media company with um, a student friend of mine. We had realized pretty early into our internship that there weren't a lot of resources for interns. Yeah. And so we just took what we were doing, which was really a support group once a week of a bunch of interns together and started turning into content. And then we realized that we could put ads on our content and make money and that we could actually charge like resume writers who were selling their services to other students and we could just take take a chunk of it. And so we just found all these ways to kind of monetize these little moving parts. Wow. And you know, we had a pretty good deck together, I would say. We were thinking about going to an incubator and getting some funding for it. And I was, you know, talking to other people who had gone through some accelerators and one had just been accepted to tech stars, which at the time he was like second or third class into it. Wow. And I was looking, I was like, well, hold on. Like, am I ready to run a company? Like, wouldn't and I just had this moment? I'm like, and I'll, I'll say going into this, I had turned down a rotational development program at Bank of America yes. to run my company instead. And I was like, you know, I can go in blind and, and I'm sure I'll, I'll build a great board of directors and I have people to tap into, but like, do I really want to do this? Sure. Do I really want to be like the CEO that doesn't really know what they're doing? And maybe that's imposter syndrome talking that has to, you know, kind of figure it out on their own. And then all I'll do is repeat that. Like, what if I took a step back and found a role at a startup that was growing where I could help, I could be a part of that growth and then take all that and use that to eventually launch my own company and learn from it. Right. And so I, I had explored um, selling the company and I had put it up for a couple of days and I had a really nice offer in. And so I was like, you know what, that's it. Like I'm, I'm going to hang on my hat for a little while. I'm going to go make my way into the, you know, the VC back startup world. And I'm going to just get a little more experience and then I, I can always revisit it. I love that. Look, I mean, I think, I think the thing people are supposed to say is go hustle and go like, you know, let yeah. tamp, tamp down the imposter syndrome, which I totally agree yeah. with, but also seems like when you're getting out of school, that is a good time for you to take roles that are just exploratory yeah. rather than trying to pin yourself down as as like, I mean, my God, I didn't have the maturity when I was in my early 20s to to run a company. Um, you know, some might argue oh. I don't have it today. Fine. <laughs> but um, but, you know, I think there's other there's yeah. other things you learn, you build a network. And I respect it when people can say, look, I'm, I'm in it for the long game. It's a yeah. very, I worked with Gary Vee for a number of years. It's a very Gary Vee thing to be like, just like keep eating shit. There's the, yep. like the, the, the long game's a thing. Don't try to um, cash in on your, uh, you yeah. know, whatever you're trying to immediately like play, play the long, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, just, yeah. I mean, hustle, like hustle culture is real. And a lot of people when I do this, like, oh, like you're selling out, like, listen, there's no shame in being employed. There's no shame. <laughs> I think there's, you got, if you got a job that you're working for 30 years, you're not learning, you're not growing, you're not doing anything like that's a different story. But like, there's so much you can learn. I tell you, I took that. I decided I'm going to go get employed. I was like, all right, I can either, I'm really good at designing production lines. I was good at that stuff. I can do that process engineering, you know, make 110,000 a year starting out. Yeah. Or I can, I can go and what I really want though is I want experience in the, the customer facing, the marketing side. That's what I think I really need to hone in on at some B2B venture back company. And so I took half that pay, moved to New York City with, I moved in with a guy that I met on Twitter. Yeah, We are still friends to this day. <laughs> um, I, was, I grew up in Wisconsin, right? So moved to New York City for this job that doesn't pay shit to go get experience, right? And that's I what I did. It. And 
leverage that to get the next role to get the next role. And currently, you know, again, senior director, right? I'm employed. When I came in, like I'm, I'm open with everyone that eventually I'm going to start my own company. Good. I will I eventually found a company, probably something solving marketing attribution analytics, but I don't know what it looks like yet, but I'll get there again, you know, and it, it is that that kind of long game. And I'm fine. I'm fine being a first time CEO in like my forties or fifties. Like that's, I don't need to be a CEO in my twenties. I'm fine with that. You should so. be. That's, that's a totally fair. And, it, and by the way, I'm yeah. ready to angel invest when you're ready to, to, to raise. Yes. All right, let's go. Love it. Um, all right. Give me, give, uh, give me 20 seconds on what your favorite marketing stack is right now. Because yeah. I think I, this is not a question I ask everyone uh, to give, reveal what you work yeah. with, but like, I feel like you, you have an answer here. I got to say, uh, <laughs> or one, one tool that you want to just promote hub HubSpot for everything. Okay. And it's kind of people are like, Oh yeah, HubSpot's a de facto, but I have a couple of friends that are early, early stage companies that are CRO positions. You can do HubSpot for everything. Have your sales team in HubSpot, have everyone in HubSpot, yeah. one ecosystem, all the apps you need, everything there. Super easy. All right. HubSpot for everything. HubSpot shout yeah. out. All right. Second, what? yeah, number number two though, Goldcast. Just want to do a runner up shout out for that best event event platform I've ever seen for B two B. All right, Goldcast. Oh, yeah. I'm checking out. I don't, don't even it. know it, but I'm not. You know, yeah. not like I would. Uh, all right, uh, luck. I'm sure in your career, luck yeah. and hard work have both contributed. Any little stories of of either one of those kind of propelled forward? Um, yeah. So I also I kind of laugh at it because I have a sign in my kitchen that says "fuck luck." And very much, I think like the more opportunity, it's a, life is a numbers game. Joy. The more you do, the more opportunities to succeed, the further you're going to get. But my first internship ever, which I think formed my entire life as it is, I was an air culture engineering technology major, which is uh, not quite an engineering degree, but not quite like a two-year mechanics degree. It's like in between. Right. And I was like, I'm going to go intern. And I started putting out internships and everyone's like, you're not qualified. We hire engineering students. Like, stop, like, don't apply for this. <laughs> uh, and my advisor, like, don't, you're not an engineer. Don't apply to engineering internships. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to get one. I put an Ida spreadsheet over a hundred applications. I put out one company called me and they called me because they were looking at expanding their, and their internship program. They got, they were in Iowa. They got most of their interns from the university of Iowa. They want to expand. It's like, we're going to take you, but just so you know, like, you're with a bunch of engineering students and it doesn't quite look like you got the coursework or qualify for. I'm like, I'll take it. Right. And I went there and I worked my ass off and I would go home every night after work and I would read because I had no clue what they were talking about half the time. You I didn't went, you went, you went on an internship in Iowa. Yep. Internship in Iowa, Vermeer manufacturing, God. like seventh generation family owned company. And I did really well. And so I used that. So the next internship I got, which was a process engineering internship, which paid more than my grandfather had ever gotten paid at any job when oh he was God. working. And I got it. And I got it because I had the first internship and I had tangible experience that produced results. Again, I'm there this like tech kid, not an engineering student with all these engineering students. And that's what I use. And I use that internship to get the next internship. Eventually finished with industrial engineering and supply chain management for undergrad, I switched schools because yeah. we didn't have engineering at the school I went to, but it was like completely unqualified. I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to do it. 
Oh God! Well, let me tell you, you're gonna have yeah. a, you're gonna have a fun time raising money because basically the story you just described <laughs> is it, it is a spreadsheet of of you know knocking on doors and if there's somebody in Iowa with your seed your seed round, you're gonna go find yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> well, look, um, any yeah. any um, you know marketing tactics that you would kind of want to share? You probably have a ton. What's something that when yeah. you talk to a company, they're completely overlooking? Um, you know, in terms oh of their efficiencies um, or process. So low hanging fruit is seeing marketing as a revenue center that can drive money. Like there's so many companies that still don't value marketing that don't track anything that don't have analytics. But what I would say aside from that is having everything be holistic. So I can give you an example. When I came into NS1, we had really siloed marketing programs. Yeah. And by just saying, listen, our event program, everything for events, we're going to tie into other things. So if you come into our database from an event, you're not just going to get a thanks for stopping by the booth. You're going to get a follow-up email based on the content that you're likely to engage with based on the speakers. And you're going to get retargeted based on that. And hey, even going to a conference, we're going to target you on Twitter with advertisements for our speakers that are there and taking every activity that you have and making it part of a larger, not even an integrated campaign, but an integrated effort. Because that's how you start finding these efficiencies where you can get one and one to equal three. Yeah, You can get so much more out of it when you approach everything as being holistic instead of these like separate marketing functions, battling for budget, battling for power that aren't working with each other. Yeah, love it. All right, cool. That's great. And um, any positions you're hiring for? BDR manager, BDR director of BDR development. Just forgot the title name. But if you like developing future, you know, sales leaders of the world at the BDR stage, come to NS1 because I need a counterpart on the sales side. Love it. And uh, any shout outs? I know you, you gave a shout out to a product. Any people that you, you appreciate what they're up <laughs> yeah. to? I have to give a shout out to uh, Kate Law, my event person, actually, who j- recently joined Pavilion. Oh, She's cool. a new member. So shout out to her. I'm excited for her to start diving into that world. Goldcast, huge fan of up and comer, I would say in the event space just came out a few years ago. They're doing a lot of really innovative things. If you're in the B2B side and you need your event program to be a tool that you can use for your sales to prospect during the event, to prove actual value and pull an ROI, it is the best platform that you can use out there for it. So I'm all about making money. Uh, so. I, I got to figure out who the sponsors say. They're probably going to be pissed. No. <laughs> All good. I think it's Sendoso. They're, they're not doing Who's events. The they're doing, they're doing I love Sendoso too. Yeah, I love Sendoso, yeah. my, my guys. That's yeah. great. Well, look, um, you know, uh, all, all of those questions are for everybody else. And for me, I ask people one question that I care most about, which is where should I go eat? Um, so you, you, you can yeah. go to New York. You can go Chicago. You're based in Chicago, right? So Am now was in New York for a long time. I have to go to New York. My favorite place, like I will fly there for lunch, is Delmonico's. Ooh. Steakhouse. Yeah, New York City. The original Delmonico's down in Financial District. It's just my mouth waters thinking about their steak. Nice. It's so good. Favorite place. Every time I'm in town, go there for lunch. I favorite place. I love it. Very yeah. classic. Uh, you got to go two blocks over at some point and go to Harry's, uh, Harry's as well. Harry's Steak. Also a classic like Wall Streety type of yeah. spot. A little different in terms of opulence, but my guy Pete runs it there and he's uh, he's the best. Anyway, Jess, awesome to have you on. Thank you so much. Um, inc- incredible to hear your story and, and of hustle to, to get where you are. And, uh, and again, I'm ready to angel invest when you are. Awesome. Love it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> 
All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the show, please rate and review in the Apple Podcast or Spotify app. Send it to some friends and make sure to smash that subscribe button. A reminder, this episode was brought to you by Sendoso. They deliver modern direct mail, personalized gifts, and other physical impressions that make your outreach more personal. I had so much fun today. Hope you did too. Now, go crush those numbers. So